This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Monday, April 27th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who is on the edge of his seat and likes his opposing fans extra salty, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, man, we saw it with Indiana, and uh, will BYU be salty or will North Carolina? In the college basketball, uh, CBB on Fox uh, Twitter poll, this is like the last Twitter poll. The we're ultimate fan to bracket. Get involved with. Uh, yes, the, the who has the best fans? The poll literally just ended. We're waiting to find out who wins this puppy, and we will let you know as soon as we know because it is about to happen it's 50-50. It's down to the wire. It's going to be a matter of a couple hundred votes, maybe one vote. Who knows? <laughs> BYU versus North Carolina for the championship. Uh, best college basketball fans. Close to 120,000 votes last we saw. Jeez. Let's roll out the breaking news. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. Oh, no! North Carolina wins. North, BYU loses. North Carolina won just barely with a last push. North BYU Carolina was up eight percent this morning at one point, fifty-four to forty-eight, and then it became two percent with about an hour and a half to go. And then North Carolina pulls it out for the victory. One hundred nineteen thousand six hundred two votes. Twitter shows fifty percent to fifty percent. So I'm guessing it was like fifty point one to forty-nine point nine given how close it was. Yeah, crazy. Holy cow. So North Carolina will get a billboard placed near, Durham. near Duke's campus, yeah. which is pretty epic. Which is literally eight miles away. It's so close. <laughs> Here's the thing. I really wanted the billboard. Can we just raise the money with a GoFundMe to put a billboard in Salt no, Lake City? <laughs> no, we didn't need a GoFundMe. They're not that expensive. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no, marketing's on a no-spend uh, thing. But congratulations to BYU. Uh, what a what a run in this tournament as a 10 seed against uh, top seed, number one seed, uh, UNC. Yeah. BYU takes second in the ESPN BPI simulation of the tourney, lose to Wisconsin in the uh, NCAA tournament simulation. Cosmo wins best mascot in the national championship, Sirius XM. Then uh, this happens, and BYU gets the top grad transfer available, Matt Harms, who we'll speak with later in the program. So it's been a nice couple of weeks for BYU, and uh, I'll address it later, but The Rock put out the most epic video ever <laughs> trying to summon everybody. We'll talk about it later. It's I'm pretty, pretty sure pretty they impressive. did summon just about everyone. Yeah, that, I, I'm feeling con- not conflicted feelings, but when I was little, my dad was raising me to be a Tar Heel. I have pictures of me in Tar Heel gear after, you know, uh, a year before Jordan hits the shot and North Carolina wins. Like, up until I was, like, 14, I was a North Carolina fan as well. But my parents got divorced, and, uh, you know, the end of the North Carolina kind of run happened. More, more, I'll BYU at that point, right? So Yeah, Jaren, BYU UNC was up 8%, BYU. though. So did uh, North Carolina did get some did they bots? Buy, did they buy some votes? Did they buy some bots? I don't care. In fact, I hope they did. If they did, yeah. then they are totally invested. And that bot's name is Michael Jordan. The That's last true. dance push. Yeah, yeah we, I did exactly. see a UNC fan yesterday say, "Yeah, BYU, bots, why you?" Yeah, that's almost as uh, you know good as the UTEP cheers. BYU, <laughs> come on, man, the miners <laughs> are the best. 
Here's today's show lineup. The New Deal for Taysom Hill. Guy got paid. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Taysom Hill got his paycheck. Wow. Holy cow. Man. Seven foot three inch Matt Harms. Jerem just mentioned BYU securing the top rated graduate transfer from Purdue. Chooses Provo. We will talk with him and why he specifically felt so strongly about playing for Mark Pope and coming to Provo and the best college volleyball player in the country. It's undisputed. Gabby Garcia Fernandez will also join us. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Purdue graduate transfer Matt Harm signed with BYU over the likes of Kentucky and Texas Tech. In his final three in men's hoops, the 7'3 Dutchman put up 8.6 points per game and 4.6 rebounds per game last season in addition to two blocks a game. He has one year of eligibility and will play immediately this season. He was the top grad transfer available by some. Much more coming up in what's trending. This is a tremendous signing for Brigham Young. As mentioned, Taysom Hill has earned his keep in New Orleans, re-signing with the Saints two years, $21 million, $16 million guaranteed up front, and a million-dollar bonus in incentives within that contract as well, Jerem, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Fun fact, Taysom Hill will make more money this season than the last two league MVPs combined. They're Pat- still in their rookie deals. Patrick yeah. Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, both in their rookie deals. That won't be the case when both those guys get their next contract. <laughs> They'll both make $35 million a year. But, yeah. but it's fun for the moment, right? Yes, and for the gross tithing payers, that's easy calculation mm-hmm. for uh, Taysom Hill's Solid. contribution there. Now, New Orleans also signed veteran quarterback Jameis Winston. What does that all mean? Yeah, and that should be official today. Uh, Jameis Winston passed for 5,000 yards last year, by the way. Eighth player ever to do that, but he had the 30-30 picks. Yeah, and he also led, so. he had led the league. Yeah, in, uh, same same division. Interceptions. Right, so that's that's an interesting How one. How would we describe Taysom, Jerem? Hardworking, alpha male, jackhammer. <laughs> jackhammer. Merciless. BYU did not have any players drafted over the weekend, but uh, three players signed for agent contracts. Tyson Williams signed with the Ravens, speaking of Lamar Jackson. Dian Gamwoleku with the Rams and Aleva Hifo with the Chiefs. We're still waiting to hear about Austin Lee. Surprised we haven't heard about him yet. Micah Simon and others. So we'll keep an ear to the ground, let you know. I would imagine some rookie camp invites, maybe another At contract. At a minimum, but we'll be involved. But is there even a rookie camp to be invited to, Spencer? They're not doing it. And maybe that's why we're not hearing anything. Mm-hmm. Former BYU golfer Peter Quest for perfection. Named a Ping First Team All-American, Peter won 10 career tournaments as a BYU Cougar and recorded the best single-stroke average in BYU golf history, 69.42. Not surprisingly, he's also the West Coast Conference Golfer of the Year. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. So I tweeted, Jordan hit a buzzer beater, UNC wins, and several people were saying, he pushed off again. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well played. Yes, those in the jazz camp feeling the sting yeah. of that for sure. BYU basketball, in a lighter note, does sign Matt Harms seven feet three inches out of the Netherlands. Here is a tenured guy from Purdue that has gone on deep NCAA tournament runs, including the Elite Eight just two years ago. Chooses BYU over Kentucky, over Texas Tech. How about that? Texas Tech was in the title game two years ago. 
over in, in Kentucky? What? Blue Bloods of College Basketball. Jerem, what does the signing of 7-3 Matt Harms mean for BYU basketball next season? I'll share what I think in a moment. What does Mark Pope think? In terms of his impact, uh, you know, we can start with rim protection. Uh, so you guys have seen the numbers. Um, I think they're out now. Uh, when he's in the game, is uh, Purdue's rim protection um, their, their rim protection de- uh, field goal defense at the rim went from 49% when he was in the game to giving up 59% when he's out of the game. That is staggering. That's a 10 percentage point different on a team that has some depth. BYU certainly has a better shot at making the NCAA tournament now with that, with that uh, height in the middle, obviously uh, an opportunity there. He's the second senior on this team now. He was the top grad transfer by some people. The, this is a tremendous gift for BYU, and it sort of changes the dynamic of the team. We had already discussed the fact that BYU's front court was going to be way more involved in everything BYU did this year with more dudes, right? And, uh, yeah, no harms, no foul. I love it. Oh, man. Matt Harms per 40 is about 17 a game, nine rebounds. Okay, he shot 57% from two, 31% from three. He went 10 of 32. Started 15 of 29 games last year. Had a hip flexor against Michigan State in January. So then he only started three more games the rest of the year. I imagine he'll be a 25 minutes a game guy. And if he can put up kind of a, a 10 and six and two, I think that's what BYU is kind of looking for. I'm excited. I, I'm mostly excited at what Matt Harms brings, but also what Matt Harms represents. Mark Pope getting a guy over Kentucky and Texas Tech is a shot across the bow in not only the WCC, but nationally, that BYU can get Alex Barcelo, get Jake Toulson, get Matt Harms, get Gideon George, right? Who else is BYU going to get? I expect more dudes like Matt Harms to come to Provo because Mark Pope is doing miraculous things in recruiting. Exactly one year to the day of bringing back Jake Toulson, BYU gets Matt Harms. So is this now a thing? It is. Yes, two years in a row. Let's go. He also convinced Yoli Childs to come back. The miracle worker, Mark Pope, has now brought in another blue-chip recruit. Uh, but, Jerem, the word that comes to mind is this This will complicate the roster a little bit. Oh, this is the kind of complication I want. Exactly. So this is a good problem to have. But this, this will kind of make that uh, front court a little bit busier. And Matt Harms is – obviously going to play and he's going to play a lot what does that mean for gavin baxter and for richard harward uh among other guys colby lee who emerged last season as a guy that showed great progress so this the coaches are going to have to work through some complications there to figure out who's going to get minutes and where and i still feel like byu needs another ball handler on the floor somewhere all in all this is amazing news and i am totally with you if people and by people i mean the almost 600 guys in the graduate transfer portal are looking at BYU and saying, hmm, Jake Toulson went there. Uh, Matt Harms went there. Yoli Childs went back. Well, they're mostly looking at uh, the, the Gonzaga win and the fact that BYU was, you know, top 25. So what, that's what they look what's at going them. on there? Maybe I should take a closer look at that. This is great. This is great stuff for BYU. And now I feel like, yeah, they've gone from a hey, NIT bubblish team. You got a guy that has – significant NCAA tournament experience coming out of the Big Ten, played on some perennial Big Ten power teams that were in the top 20 in Purdue. This is a guy that's going to help BYU a lot. Absolutely. And BYU has one scholarship available now. If Jesse Wade continues, and that's what we expect unless he doesn't with his knee, then BYU would have two. But one more one more uh, scholarship available. Mark Pope mentioned Friday to the media on a Zoom call that 
they're looking at perhaps a guy that can sit out this year and replace Alex Barcelo as the point guard the next year. BYU does need a point guard. They have, I think, a, a good little group of guards, although a little bit unproven. Some forwards, most unproven as well to a certain degree, right? Or proven a little bit and we'll have a bigger stage. I'm excited to watch uh, this team. So it's going to be fun, man. You have four solid front court players. Let's go. Top of two, Taysom Hill signs a two-year, $21 million contract, which was what Spencer had originally at BYU TV <laughs> as well, uh, with the Saints. What does the future hold for Taysom Hill now? Well, I failed out on my incentives, so it didn't end up being $21 million. Uh, but more importantly, the future of Taysom Hill includes a long, hopefully happy tenure in New Orleans. And I know a lot of run and a lot of attention was paid to New Orleans signing Jameis Winston. Like, oh, Taysom Hill's never going to be anything more than a gadget player and the third-string quarterback. Winston signs a one-year deal. This doesn't mean that Taysom Hill can't be the quarterback of the future. It all really depends on what Drew Brees does, and uh, Winston could try and better himself with Sean Payton and do what Teddy Bridgewater did. Hey, play well, play in a few games, go somewhere else and get if paid. If Drew Brees gets hurt, and he did last year. Right. So, for me, it's Taysom Hill is still on the track that we expect him to be on, which is at some point the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. In the meantime, he's rich, which is fantastic. So this means security. It, it makes him feel validated, gives him immediate value. Taysom Hill can do what he needs to do, and he can stay in that same role and contribute the ways that he has because they signed Jameis Winston. So I love all of this. I love that he got a contract. I love that they brought in another quarterback because now the Saints can use him without feeling like, oh, we got to protect him in case Drew gets hurt. They've got a backup plan. They signed an emergency plan. Now Taysom Hill can go back to doing just what he has been doing. He's more valuable as a, quote, gadget player than he is as a backup. So why not continue to use him as a gadget player until he's the starter? That is the plan, obviously. Drew Brees is going to be around for another year. Sean Payton tipped his hand and said that in an interview on ESPN. He has a two-year deal, but it's really one. Well, then he backtracked and said, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. if it's Taysom Hill is expected to be the starter in 2021 with everything that's happening, right? I imagine Jameis Winston today will be announced as a one-year deal. Taysom Hill, in a, in a video that the Saints put out, mentioned what he thinks his role will be this year. And he said less special teams and more touches on offense, like the Minnesota game in the playoffs. What did Taysom Hill do in the Minnesota game, you ask? He had seven touches for 125 yards. Ooh. That's 18 yards a pop. Four rushes for 50, two catches on two targets for 25 and a touchdown, and he threw one pass, a 50-yard bomb. <laughs> if that's the model for Taysom Hill, that worked pretty well I mean, against Minnesota. He single-handedly kept them in that playoff game. Yeah, and some fans were like, why don't we just put him in over Drew Brees? Now, you're not to that point yet, but Taysom Hill's future is definitely secure, and no one loves Taysom Hill more than the Saints. No one loves Taysom Hill more than Emily Nixon and Sean Payton. Because they gave him a ton of money. for Like, he's getting a lot of money for not a lot of production, but they want to keep him for the opportunity to produce at a higher level. Sure. They value what he could mean to them. And uh, th this, I mean, if Taysom's a starter in the NFL and he's really good, then he is underpaid with that contract. But he still has a lot to prove as a quarterback. He doesn't have a ton to prove as a Swiss Army knife. We have seen he's his value for three it. seasons, two plus. But, uh, yeah, as a quarterback, I'm excited to see him at some point in the future. And it's probably not this year, let's be honest. Maybe Taysom Hill is the biggest story in BYU sports right now. Maybe it's Matt Harms and BYU basketball. Maybe it's the fact that 
North Carolina and their bots beat BYU's fans in the last second comeback to win that Twitter poll. There are several things happening. Oh, yeah, and then the NFL draft happened over the weekend, and we had three guys that signed free agent contracts with NFL And and BYU didn't have a pick, right, which we kind of expected, but that's still an issue. So our question of the day, what is the biggest story in BYU sports right now after a loaded weekend? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at Crispy Nick on Twitter. How Mark Pope and crew are laying the foundation for a college basketball dynasty in Provo. Well, I, you got to win your league to say that, right? I, listen, BYU doesn't have to win the league. You got to win any, your league multiple great, times. Yeah. Which, by the way, someone, someone just tweeted... Look at the difference in followers. BYU has 34,000 followers on, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball. Basketball, yeah, specifically basketball. Thank you. Uh, North Carolina has 971,000. <laughs> so BYU almost pulled off a massive upset in terms of just Twitter followers. So congratulations to uh, North Carolina. My dad would always say, Jerem, do you know why the sky is blue? And I said, why? He said, because God loves Carolina. <laughs> And I said, you know what? You're probably right. And he loves BYU, too, And he too, loves right? BYU, too. Yeah, exactly. let's go. Coming up, speaking of Taysom Hill, who's the best to wear at number four? And we've talked a lot about the new BYU basketball signee, Matt Harms. Let's hear from him. He joins us next. Why did he want to come to Provo and play for Mark Pope instead of Kentucky? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This Friday, we explore the amazing 1983 BYU football season in a new BYU Sports Nation special, The Reviewable. Steve Young joins the program. It's Friday, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We are live on a Monday in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It is our privilege to welcome in the newest member of the BYU men's basketball team, graduate transfer Matt Harms on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Matt? Officially, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be a part of the BYU family. Well, you've already gone full team BYU, putting out videos to ask for votes in the Fox College Hoops Ultimate Fan Bracket. What kind of social media welcome have you received from BYU fans since your announcement? Uh, It's been absolutely awesome so far. You know, just in the days leading up to my commitment, I got a lot of support. Um, So just seeing that, and now after I committed, I got a bunch of people reaching out. you know, just even people from around from around West Lafayette are reaching out to me and just congratulating me on um, on being part of the family now. So it's been awesome. Matt, I noticed that you got a haircut. Your hair was a thing. It had its own Twitter account. What went into that decision? Um, I I've had it for four years. Um, four years ago, I, I had a buzz cut and I grew it out, and then I went to what I had. Uh, so then I was like, maybe it's time to just hit the reset button again. <laughs> But I hit it at the wrong time because now I can't get a haircut anywhere. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of growing out now. But, so it might be growing out by the time we get to Provo again. So, hey, there, hey, there you go. Yeah, we'll find you a barber uh, when everything calms down in Provo for sure. Uh, Matt, <laughs> why did you choose to play for Mark Pope in BYU when you clearly had several other high-level options? Um, you know, the, the, the thing I started with right away is that I didn't you know, consider BYU as any less than those options. Uh, you know, from from the from the start, it just became clear to me that BYU was a great option for me, and that's the reason you know they stuck around all the way, and that's the reason I'm going to BYU now. Uh, Coach Pope and his staff made such an amazing impression on me; uh, they did a great job recruiting me and really laying out a plan. So they just, when it came all, it came down to it. You know, it was 
BYU felt like the place I wouldn't want to miss out on for this year, and that's the reason I picked them. It's certainly a special, and in our biased opinion, we think it's the best option, absolutely. But Mark Pope has told us of some unique recruiting ideas that he put into play. Give us an idea of what he did to recruit you in a situation where you didn't come to Provo and see it for yourself. It was all virtual, right? Right. Uh, I mean, it was a lot easier for me, you know, than for a guy that's making a choice for maybe four, maybe five years even. Uh, you know, for a guy that's only going to be there for a maximum of 12 months, um, it was a lot easier, you know, to make that choice without being in Provo. But I definitely feel bad for those guys that have to make that decision for the next four or five years. Uh, but for me, you know, all the information that I felt like, a, like was essential to my decision, um, I was able to get from those, like, video calls and just being on the phone with Coach Pope and staff. So what did they do in those video calls that helped persuade you that BYU would be a great option? Right. So we did, um, we just had some meetings, you know, we just talked about what they thought my role was going to be, talked about play style, talked about how I fit into that. And, uh, you know, there was also like a, uh, I guess you could call it a, a, a virtual visit. Uh, you know, it was a, just a quick little run through Coach Pope had. Uh, had coaches set up all throughout the facility. Uh, and he, would, he, he was in the, the conference room in his office. And he would just be like, okay, now we're going to Coach Burgess. And Coach Burgess would be down in the locker room. He'd do a quick little tour. So he, his thing was like, we know you don't really care about all the facility stuff, but we want you to see it. Uh, so we did a super quick tour of that. But outside of that, just a lot of being on the phone and talking about the team and how I fit into it. That's the best workout that Mark Pope and his coaching staff have had in the last year, showing you around <laughs> that virtual tour. Uh, Matt Harms with us on BYU Sports Nation. You said you feel like Mark Pope specifically can help you pursue an NBA career better than any other option on the table at this point. Why is that? Uh, you know, Coach Pope's been through it. Uh, you know, actually, I think I caught him. I, I caught him yesterday. He made a little cameo on the last dance, I think, somewhere in the first couple of minutes. Yeah. I saw him running around on the Pacers then. Um so, you know, he's a guy that's been at that level. You know, he's stuck around. You know, he, he likes to downplay it a little bit. But, you know, he, like, he always says that he was the worst player in the, in the NBA and he shouldn't have stuck around. <laughs> but, you know, he, he was an extremely good, like, talented player, like, really hard worker. Uh, and that's what it takes to stick around. So, you know, he that's that's the credit to him, you know, and that's something that I want to learn. I want to learn from a guy like that. Uh, you know, Coach Burgess as well. He's a great coach, I think, for me as a player. Um, so just how it was all in place to be a big man and be able to develop, that was just a huge part of it for me. And last year we saw some tremendous development from not only Yoli Childs in his low post game and his perimeter game, but Colby Lee had a tremendous year as well. And they took their, their strengths and really accentuated them. So I'm excited to see how that plays out for you. For those who haven't seen you play, describe how you play the game. Um, well, you know, I'd like to start out by saying that I play with a whole lot of energy. Uh, you know, that's something that I really value, playing with a whole lot of energy, playing hard every single possession. Uh, that's where it starts. You know, I'm not a guy that like starts with, Oh, I got to get a couple buckets first, you know, before I get going. I'm, I'm coming out. I'm coming straight with that energy the whole game. Uh, that's where my game starts. And then I think I've been most known so far for my um, ability on defense, you know, protecting the rim, blocking shots. Um, but something that, you know, really helped me in the decision to choose BYU as well is that uh, Coach Pope has a great plan in place to really expand my offensive game um, and for me to be a big part of offense on this team. So that was um, that's kind of where I'm looking to go. Hey, you said it. High energy, man. And you buried the lead. You're 7'3", man. You're 7'3", <laughs> oh, yeah. bro. Forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> what, what size shoe do you wear? Uh, I only wear a 15, so I credit that to being able to, you know, run around and have, have that energy without, you know, size 22s weighing me down. <laughs> exactly. exactly. This is a great point. Uh, let's stay with the energy theme. How do you plan on maximizing one of the biggest student sections in the country, if not the biggest, uh, when you're on the floor in Provo? 
Oh, I mean, it's just been really cool to see. You know, uh, coaches are sending me some videos, you know, throughout my recruitment of how awesome the fan support has been. Uh, and, you know, I really didn't expect it. You know, I really didn't expect um, a 19,000-seat stadium. Um, you know, I, I come from a place where we had 14,000, 15,000 people in the stands every night, and I thought that was ridiculous. Uh, you know, just to see a stadium of 19,000, you know, to see it when it was sold out um, was just insane. So I'm really excited to be able to play in front of all of them, you know. Um, they seem absolutely insane. Uh, and, and, of course, the best way possible. So I'm, I'm super excited for that. Yeah, BYU's coming off its last home game, which was unbelievable against Gonzaga. It was this amazing display, this amazing flex, and maybe something that influenced you. Was that something that you saw? Did you notice when BYU beat Gonzaga? Yeah, I mean, I, I was noticing BYU all year. Uh, you know, as they climbed through and they kept climbing up the rankings, which is, you know, it's really tough for a team that's not in a Power 6 conference um, to climb up to those rankings, just to see them, you know, every week they'd be climbing up a couple spots, you know, to see what the, the team they had and the quality of players uh, and how Coach Pope was, you know, able to, to do that in just one one year, uh, already having such a successful team. That was a huge impression on me. In terms of a timeline, when did BYU first pop into your life as a real option that you could come to Provo and play? Um, probably. So I entered my name in the transfer portal, like, this point probably three weeks ago i think exactly three weeks ago on monday uh they probably on monday tuesday you know those those days are a blur to me now like there were so many people reaching out uh so i think you know it was coach robinson uh, reaching out probably monday or tuesday just some of those initial days when you look at the opportunity you have in one year to try and make an impact you'll be one of two seniors at this point on this team uh, do you feel like you're expected to come in and be a leader as one of only two seniors uh of course you know i'm a guy that has uh, an expectation of excellence. You know, every single year um, that there has been a tournament, I've been to the Sweet 16 or further, uh, you know, making it to the Elite Eight once, uh, and even going to the Sweet 16 a year I was registering. So, you know, I'm a guy that has an expectation of not only making the tournament, but going far in the tournament. Um, you know, so I'm hoping to bring that expectation to BYU and, you know, really do something special. Which NBA player do you try and pattern your game after, if there is one? Uh, I mean, there's a couple guys I really respect. You know, of course, I respect the, the European bigs, the kind of the modern European bigs, like Christoph Zingas, Larry Mark, and I really respect those guys offensively. Uh, but on defense, I really uh, another European guy. I really look at Rudy Gobert as well. Uh, you know, just the impact he has on defense. You're seven foot three. You're from the Netherlands, right? Um, what and and it's pronounced Harms. Are we saying it correctly? Uh, yeah, that's fine. That uh, that works. What's the native pronunciation? Uh, well, I, if you say it in Dutch, Dutch is just such a different language to English that um, you know my dad would say um, Harms. Ha Harms. Okay, we we could try that. We could try that. Um, when did, <laughs> just did stick you, with Harms? It's fine. <laughs> when did you have no accent? When when did you move to the U.S. or are you from the United States? Uh, so I I grew up in the Netherlands for 17 years. Uh, then I played my last year of under 18s in Spain. Uh, and then for my uh, senior year of high school, I went to Kansas, Wichita, Kansas, where I played my, so my last year of high school. So I've been here for about five years at this point. Matt, we can't wait for you to get to Provo. And uh, trust me, if you decide to grow the hair out, you will be welcomed with open arms on campus in Provo, man. That's <laughs> good to hear. All right, Matt, thanks for the conversation today. We'll talk to you again soon. Stay safe. Thank you so much for having me. Matt Harms, BYU basketball graduate transfer on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Skype. Deseret First, you know why we show how. It's such a big get for BYU, literally, and, and uh, you know, uh, 
you know, emotionally or whatever. But the top grad transfer available, seven three is going to come in, and, and I imagine start right away and uh, have a major impact on the team. Every other potential transfer recruit sees BYU and Mark Pope now in the mix, and oh, that guy went there. Maybe, hmm, maybe, maybe I should take a look. Maybe I should. And the amazing recruiting and sort of the miracles of Mark Pope continue, right? Last year was like, whoa, Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson and Alex Parson. It's like, who else is coming? I expect someone else to show up. I expect someone else to show up. Is this how it feels to be Gonzaga? <laughs> <laughs> With winning in the tournament? Coming up, men's volleyball national player of the year, Gabby Garcia-Fernandez on the shortened 2020 season. And we reveal the best to ever wear it. Number four at BYU. Yeah, you thought number three was loaded? Till you hear this one. This is BYU Sports Nation. Number four. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast or listen anytime on the BYU radio app or watch anytime on the BYU TV app. Welcome back to a jam-packed Monday show. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. If you missed anything off the top of the show, fear not. We're about to recap it all in the whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU lands the top grad transfer available in men's hoops. Purdue grad transfer Matt Harms, seven foot three from the Netherlands, is coming to BYU over the likes of Kentucky and Texas Tech in his final three. Put up about nine points and five rebounds a game last year, two blocks per game as well. He has one year of eligibility and he will play immediately. Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill gets paid re-signing with the New Orleans Saints for two years, $21 million, $16 million guaranteed up front, and a million in performance incentives within that contract as well. New Orleans did sign veteran quarterback or as planned to announce the official signing of Jameis Winston uh, today. What does that mean? Well, we discussed it in the A Block Download the Podcast. Also, Taysom Hill, for the record, has completed seven career passes on 15 attempts for just 169 yards. But as the Swiss Army knight that he is, has run for 410 yards, three touchdowns, caught 25 passes for eight touchdown receptions as well. BYU did not have any players drafted over the weekend in the NFL draft, but had three players signed for agent contracts up to this point. Tyson Williams signed with the Ravens, Don Gongwoloku with the Rams, and Aleva Hifo with the Chiefs. Still waiting to hear about Austin Lee, Micah Simon, and others. Golf. For, former BYU standout golfer Peter Quest named a Ping first-team All-American. He won 10 career tournaments at BYU, recorded the single-stroke average BYU history best with a 69.42. Nice. Also the West Coast Conference Golfer of the Year. Gymnastics. Cougars are ranked number 13 in the way-too-early 2021 power rankings, according to College Gym News. Don't ever, ever tell us we don't report on the other team. We're doing 2021 gymnastics news right now, baby. No one else does this. Way-too-early gymnastics way too, news. It is way-too-early. BYU finished 2020 number 16. Sports. North Carolina holds off BYU in the final moments of the Fox College Sports Best Fans Bracket. Less than 1% separating 119,000-plus votes. Hey, what an effort from BYU fans in the Twitter poll madness of April. North Carolina now earns a billboard in Durham, North Carolina, home of the Duke Blue Devils. So there's that. Still waiting to hear... Uh, how we're going to get the uh, billboard up in Salt Lake City. How? We can figure it out. How? The funds to support that. From the marketing budget. It's not expensive. They do do billboards every year. It's just putting it up there. (laughs) It ain't no thing. Who was the best to wear it is a project that we have taken on this summer. As we count up from 0 to 99 and consider all athletes, if they wore a jersey, 
and who the best to wear a specific number was. Today we focus in on number four. Michael Smith is the best to wear it, number four. Now, some conversation around Taysom Hill, of course. We'll get to that in a moment. But Michael Smith was unbelievable. When he finished at BYU Spencer, he was number two in points and number one in rebounds. So good. He's still fourth in points and third in rebounds 31 years later. Woo. He was he was so good. He made the most threes of anybody 6'8 or taller in BYU history, by the way. 16th and made threes all time. 207 times in the BYU record book. All whack first teamer thrice. 13th pick to the Celtics yeah, in 89. First round draft pick, 13th overall. Yep. Eight years of pro ball, 98 BYU Hall of Famer. Michael Smith was the truth. He came to BYU as a three-sport All-American, like Danny Ainge, and in high school. High school quarterback. In, play, in fact, he's told the stories of playing intramurals at BYU and winning uh, championships. And uh, tremendous basketball player as well. And I believe baseball was the other. Yeah, that's right. And the dude could play professional golf if he really wanted to <laughs> yeah, as well. He's really good. Long-time Clippers broadcaster now with the Utah Jazz. Um, one of, one of our favorites, Michael Smith, all-timer, man. Michael Smith. If he were in the NBA draft, if, if the rules were in play, he would have been a lottery pick, right? Right. That's yeah. crazy. Okay, Taysom Hill, honorable mention. Let's walk through what Taysom did at BYU. honorable mention, Taysom Hill. Uh, fourth most total offense in BYU history. Now, he had more starts than some guys like Steve Young and Jim McMahon and so on, but incredible number, almost 10,000. It's Detmer Hall Beck, and then it's Taysom Hill. His season in 2013, the only healthy season where he played all season, 2016, he almost gets there, right? He gets hurt at the end of the 12th game. He had 4,282 total offense. That's fifth most ever and the most in the last 30 years. Wow. He has the most rushing yards by any quarterback in BYU history. It's fifth most. He averaged 5.3 yards per carry, including sacks. That's 6.2 if you take out the sacks. I mean, Taysom Hill, to me, is the most athletic player in BYU history. More than Steve Young. More than Luke Staley. Taysom Hill and that number four, and it just you can't help but wonder what if. Oh. What if he doesn't get hurt in 2014 or 15? Then maybe does he work his way up in this conversation? He's the best to ever wear it because of the accomplishments I, that he has I, with help. I think perhaps because he would have had a 10 win season, he could have beaten Utah perhaps in 2015. Who knows in the bowl game? You know, BYU plays in a different bowl game. And doesn't even play Utah. Like, I, I don't know. What's crazy is we all <laughs> remember specific performances. Like, he had a handful of all-time single-game performances yeah, just, at Houston, at Texas, at home versus Texas. Just incredible stuff. And here's my final stat on him. He never lost, uh, BYU never lost a game by more than 15 that he started. So they were never blown out. They were in those games. You can't say that about everybody else. Yeah, even the game he got hurt at. In the second quarter, Utah State. BYU still loses by 15. Coming up, buy, sell, or hold with BYU's NFL free agents. And the potentially greatest everywhere, his number, Gabi Garcia-Fernandez of BYU Men's Volleyball. He is the National Player of the Year. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us May 8th as we chronicle the 17-1, number one ranked BYU Men's Volleyball 2020 season that was cut short due to COVID-19. It's called Unfinished Business. May 8th, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The man that you are looking at on the screen, if you're watching on BYU TV, is set to join us right now. AVCA Player of the Year, Gabi Garcia-Fernandez on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Gabi, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation and first... Of all, congrats, guys, congratulations, man, on winning Player of the Year. Thank you, thank you. It was a 
it's been a crazy couple of days, you know, but I'm very grateful I'm here again, you know, like I missed, you know, talking to you guys and, you know, this show. You won five awards, so um, can let's, we... Let's walk through them. Can we get some hardware up here on the desk? Yeah, yeah. can we get one of them? Uh, <laughs> ABCA National Player of the Year, first team All-American, uh, the National Server of the Year, the Dane Blanton Diversity Award, and the Brian Ivey Best Opposite. So which one meant the most to you? Uh, definitely just, you know, ABCA Player of the Year, you know, obviously. Um, I put a post the other day um, explaining... Uh, the way I think about, you know, the type of awards, but this one is, is, was very meaningful for me. Um, uh, it was a lot of, like, thank you to, all, like, everybody that helped me to, the, to get here where I am today. It's, uh, it's very, like, meaningful because I talked to my first ever volleyball coach, like, the, like, creative Gabby that you see today, like, the athlete, and he's, like, you repay me with that award. You don't have to pay me back anyway, you know, and <laughs> for me, that, that was amazing. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez with us on BYU Sports Nation. How have you coped with the abrupt end to your season? And is it still hard for you, or has enough time passed that uh, you're ready to move on? Yeah, um, it, was, it was interesting in the beginning. Uh, it was interesting in the beginning. It was like, wow, my season ended and, like, everything happened. But um, now it's more like a better mentality of, like, let's get ready for next season or, like, try to be safe, you don't do, like, stupid stuff, or, like, go outside and touch things, interact with too many people. It's, like, here right now, it's more, like, Gabby, take care of yourself right now and, like, let everything in the world, like, change itself. It's been certainly, uh, you know, hard for, hard for you guys, hard for the fans. I still have my calendar when the matches are going to be played. You know, Saturday, uh, two days ago, would have been the MPSF final, and then we'd have an off week and then go to, you know, Virginia and, and see if – can't bring home the national title. So – um, what have you done in the meantime to prepare yourself for next season? And I do want to ask you, you'll have, you know, potentially two years left. Do you plan on playing those two years or is it next year? And then we'll see. Uh, yeah, well, definitely right now, um, like uh, we developed the mentality of like, if you don't come out of this quarantine, like, and you don't have a perfected something on yourself, you just, uh, didn't lack of time. You just lacked of, uh, like discipline. You know, so like right now it's a lot of like, you know, mentally focused and like, let's say just uh, scheduling, scheduling, I'm going to be better at scheduling uh, for like, like athletic stuff is like, how good can I get like running by myself and doing all that stuff without actually talking, touching an iron or anything. Um, and that's that for now. And then next year is like, I'm going to complete next year normally, and then we'll see what happened next year. But I'm taking it one year at a time and concentrating on the was about to happen and that what's going to happen right now is going to happen like a, a year from now. Gabi, we mentioned all of your awards. Uh, you also happen to be the best server in the entire country. What do you credit to you taking uh, another step forward and being able to serve the ball so effectively? Um, to be honest, it's, it's to be, for me, it's just to go to the next level. Um, you know, like from the club, it was me trying to come to college and now college trying to go pro. Uh, just trying to be the best as I can and serving. Uh, there was a lot of like work this year, specifically like the coaches did a lot of a lot of good work with us, like keeping us accountable with our serves and like like managing how much we did or if we didn't do enough, we have to go do it right now. Stopping practice. Hey, we stopped practice today. We have to do serving pass again. 
So I think that was uh, one of the biggest things that helped me this year to like get into the serving. I, I worked a lot of things and, you know, the, the rest was just, you know, easier. 56 aces, single season record. You break the record in Hawaii in the last match, and uh, that was pretty awesome. Growing up, Gabi, my favorite BYU athlete was Ossie Antonetti on the 99 men's volleyball team, considered the greatest team in BYU history. Lefty, the fro, the personality, Puerto Rican, like he was awesome. You've got to know him a little bit. Tell people the relationship you have with Ossie. Yeah, uh, before coming to BYU, Ossie texted me and um... – like he said, like, hey, I'm so happy you're going to be BYU. I went there and everything. So I, like, kind of researched him more. It's like, oh, this guy's cool, you know? Like, everything has their fro and everything. Uh, and <laughs> then, like, a year later, he becomes the, the head coach of the national team, Puerto Rico. And I get to go back home and train with him, you know? Like, he, and he like, spent a lot of time with me saying, like, hey, Gabby, like, this is what you need to get to the next level, you know? So I stay in contact with him a lot. And, like, he, he's my coach now in the national team. And uh, I'm so excited to work again with him when I get back home. Are you going to grow out a fro? <laughs> we'll see. We're close, though. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, you got time to grow it out, right? Right now? I do. I do got time. <laughs> that's, what, that, that's what we all have a lot of. Toilet paper and uh, time. Yeah. Yes, that, that is yeah. true. Okay, Gabi, um, when you consider what you have accomplished at BYU thus far, um, what's left to go out and get? What, what's number one on your agenda in terms of what you want to accomplish next? Um, at this point, like uh, any player would say, like, go win a national championship. But uh, I will say just, like, uh, doing my best to train those guys that are going to stay in college when I leave. You know, like – uh, those guys are the freshmen that came this year and the freshmen coming next year. You know, like, hey, like, guys, this is how we do stuff and this is how we want to do stuff. So, like, the program needs to stay, stay the same to when I was here, you know? Like, we created this. I want you guys to, like, keep it going. So that and obviously, like, by creating that culture, we can, you know, end up winning a national championship. That just comes from – that's the result of, like, all the work you do, do during the season. Gabi, the, uh, f next Friday, May 8th, uh, Unfinished Business will air on BYU TV. We're excited to uh, debut that. But one thing we didn't get into in that is the story that uh, you shared with me about your back going into the Hawaii match. Can you share that story of what you were going through and what happened? Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I, was, uh, I didn't suffer. I just had a little problem back in my lower back for a little bit and uh that week that we were preparing to go to hawaii uh, something shift or something happened in my body that i couldn't like bend over to pick us up or anything so like we were all minor like, issue when trying to play like, volleyball right <laughs> yeah yeah so like um I, was, I wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna like actually planning on fully playing the hawaii match um but like i still wanted to be there for the guys so uh sean decided to like take us like cliff diving for a little bit because we're in Hawaii, so let's, you know, enjoy the beach. Um, and I dove one time and I was okay. And I dove the second time and something felt weird. And I went to pick up my towel and I bent over like nothing has ever happened before. So, and after that, I told Sean, like, I was freaking out because, you know, I dove into a water and like my whole back is scared. Uh, and I, and I told, and I told you like the story sounds super fake. Uh, but, like, is, uh, it happened, and then, like, I got to play both matches after that clip jump. And the next, the next night, because this is Wednesday, I take it, when you were diving? Yep. 
The yep. next night, you serve eight aces <laughs> against Hawaii. Like that is yeah. a miracle. That is that is crazy, right? And and yeah, it's, it's totally crazy. And those were two of the most memorable matches in BYU history. I, I've, I've said that the Thursday match you guys played is the greatest performance on that kind of stage outside of say a Final Four that BYU's ever played. What what are your what are your memories and thoughts about that performance against Hawaii? Um. It was it was a special, you know. It's very special to see what we could be, and like we still saw that we could be better. Even though, like people say, it's like, oh, that team, that that's the best it can do. Like for us, it wasn't. For us, it was like, bro, we can do way better than this, and it's scary. So it was a really good experience for us, and for me to like see that team doing that, and that's what motivates us to go into the next season. Gabi, congratulations again on an incredible season, and we are very excited for more good things to come. And for the record, if uh, if I hurt my back, I'm calling you first. Is that cool? <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> we don't advise cliff diving if your back hurts. Let's just get no. that out there, right? Oh, yeah. I used to the beach, you know, like I am or something like that. Yeah. All good, man. Hey, yeah. stay safe and healthy, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, man. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Desert First, you know why we show how. If you like BYU men's volleyball, even casually, you're going to love Unfinished Business next Friday. We're very excited about it. Coming up, a rise and shout-out to perhaps the most epic video ever made. <laughs> I love it that much. And we buy, sell, or hold. Panic over BYU football not having any draft picks this year. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, the show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. You can download the podcast as well. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Prepare yourself for buy, sell, or hold. Okay, Jeremy, the weekend of NFL draft has come and gone. It was glorious, wasn't it? Some it big-time yeah. sporting event. I watched most of it. It was great. Fun to see the family reactions, all of that. Uh, but BYU doesn't have a guy drafted into the NFL. Buy, sell, or hold. Panic on BYU having no draft picks. We're going to buy this because next year BYU will have multiple. Multiple. Oh, okay. BYU could have Brady Christensen, Matt Bushman. We'll see with Kairos Tonga, right? Perhaps others. We'll see. I think I'm buying because it's not worth much right now, but it's going to sell higher next year. Okay. So, yeah, no, no panic for me. I mean, this is the first year since 2015 BYU hasn't had a draft pick. But knowing what you just pointed out, that BYU has potentially multiple draft picks next season, that will help. And they need it. Now, if, if it happens next year where BYU has zero or one, then the concern rises yeah. for me. Yeah, then it continues. Mark Pope being out Kentucky and Texas Tech for Matt Harms buy, sell, or hold. Uh, I am 1 million percent buying this and the effect of Mark Pope at BYU. This isn't just a one-time thing. We're seeing a pattern here. This is a thing at BYU now where Mark Pope goes and gets high-profile transfers to come and play at BYU. Yeah, bye, absolutely. That's, that's big time. And I said it earlier, what Matt Harms represents, not only literally in him coming in, but, but this is big time for BYU to beat out the likes of those two for a recruit. Typically, that's hard for BYU to do, but Mark Pope is doing some crazy things. All right, on to specifically Diane Gonwolaku signing with the Los Angeles Rams. Buy, sell, or hold? I'm going to buy this. I, I like Diane. We, we've talked about it for a long time. You called it a long time ago. You said, hey, this guy has NFL potential. He looks a little undersized at first, but he packs a punch, right? And you mentioned Bob Sanders as a comp. I love that. I think that he's got a shot to stick. Yeah, Diane Gonwolaku will stick in the NFL. I don't know if it's going to be with the Rams, but, hey, Sean McVay likes him. The team likes him. 
Uh, he can play special teams. He's versatile. He can do a lot. He's durable. Uh, he'll be somewhere in the NFL on a practice squad at the least. How about uh, Tyson Williams signing with the Ravens? You know, I'm holding on this. Um, I, I'm not sure uh, if the Ravens are the place that Tyson is going to land, but I'm, I'm a hold right now because I feel like there are a number of teams he could help and impact. I just want him to stay healthy, first and foremost. Just stay healthy, and then we'll see what happens. I'm almost by, but I'm hold like you. I don't know the Ravens' situation super well. I am by on Tyson's ability to stick, but running backs are a dime a dozen in the NFL, and so that is a harder so position to stick. I think we both agree that Tyson Williams is a tremendous prospect coming off the knee injury. He put up great numbers. Could Tyson Williams make an impact as a special teams player? Because that's what it feels like you have to do if you're going to make it as an undrafted free agent. Good question. I'm not sure. So, that again, that's part of why I'm holding on that. It's not the case for everybody. But yeah. hey, hey, but at least the Levy Hippos with Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs, right? That's right. <laughs> Andy right. got another one of his BYU guys. <laughs> What is the biggest story in BYU sports right now? That is our question of the day, our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Matt Caleb Turner, 23. Taysom going from four season-ending injuries to $21 million in the NFL. Hey, not bad. Five mil per season-ending injury. Today's Rise and Shoutouts. Um, the Rock made this Avengers Assemble video at the end of Endgame when they all show up. If you, it's I can spoil that, right? We're good. It's been. Over you should have seen it by now. Yeah, if you haven't seen it. Anyway, they put different faces on different people there. We were involved in that. It was like getting all of Cougar Nation <laughs> to vote, right? BYU doesn't end up winning the poll, but that I watched that video like six times. That was epic, dude. So many feelings. Yeah. Um, so it kind of ended for us. We'll, we'll say in the moment because there's still more to come with proving who the best fans are. There will be another Twitter poll to be what you fans oh, can win. But there will. Maybe this really? is an infinity. I yeah. thought we were done with this. Okay. Maybe not. There's no end? You can hide a collab situation? <laughs> Our thanks to today's guests, Matt Hotarms and Gabi Garcia-Fernandez. Started Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Danny Plater. We'll see you tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs. And he's running out that Hail Mary play in 80, baby.